Like, no, I'm just trying to play some Japanese reading games. Like, I don't need to update this shit. <laughs> do I do I want to know what kind of Japanese reading games you're playing? Um, shit, what was I playing? Oh, no, you don't want to know about that one. Never mind. <laughs> it's, I mean, because they're, they're not, like, games, really. They're more, they're visual novels. So it's like reading a book, but you got, like, pictures going on. Like a comic book? <laughs> no, because, like, that changes, like, way too often. Like... Because it's it's like a first person perspective of the sequences happening. Do we want to know what kind of stories they are? I mean, the most recent one I'm reading is uh, Fate Stay Night, which is about a battle for the Holy Grail that grants any wish, and there's seven magi that compete for it, and they summon a hero throughout history to fight over it. Okay, that's not. I what can I tell you're upset because I didn't say anything about porn yet. I know. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I expected. I know, I'm reading, like, normal stuff, and it's like, oh, <laughs> what the fuck, get on Brandy. And... I can tell an interesting story about that. Yeah, on that end of things, it kind of fucked with my head a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I have an Xbox with big hard drive in it, loaded with all kinds of old games on it. And, you you know, you load up the different emulators and pick a game, and right on, like, Sega Genesis, right in the middle, there's just one random thing. It says, like, hentai or some shit like that, and you... It's just an image gallery of, like, cartoon porn. And I'm like, what the fuck is this doing in my list of games on an Xbox? I bought this from some <laughs> dude, you know what I mean? Like, that made it. I didn't make it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what they all say. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and his Super Friends, where we give you your geek news with a side of movie trailer breakdowns. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Mike Bradley. Hey, folks. Andy Stoles. What's up, podcast people? And back once again, Ian Lettick. Hi, guys. That was so boring for you. <laughs> what the hell was that? I'm just doing my intro. I think I do that every time I'm on. Just hello. Yeah, that's my classic. Hey guys, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got a t-shirt. T-shirt that what just says hello? No, it says hey guys. It's <laughs> on the Facebook page. I'm pretty sure I saw it. I mean, if you don't have one now, you probably should get it's one. It's got my waifu, and she says hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're we're back on track with twenty you now. bucks on Teespring. Check it out. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we're back after a taking a week off, uh, and it figures the week I plan to take a break, uh, we get all kinds of stuff that we should probably be talking about last week, but we're going to talk about some of it now. So we got a few news stories, we got a few trailers. Uh, so on tap, we got new trailers for Power Rangers, we have a new trailer for Logan, and we have some Star Wars, Batman, and X-Men news to cover. Uh, so what do you guys want to cover first? Do you want to do trailers first, or should we do the news headline stuff first? Anybody have a preference? News. News? Okay. News it is. Uh, it's a big surprise. We find ourselves talking about something else Star Wars related. Uh, which I found, I guess, a little bit of a surprise move. Disney announced the official title of Star Wars Episode Eight, uh, which will be written and directed by Ryan Johnson. So the official title of the movie will be... If anybody wants to do a drum roll, now's the time. Very good, thank you. 
The Last Jedi. So it should be pointed out that Jedi is both the singular and plural of the term. This title could mean one person or a group of people. So it's speculation time. Who is or who are The Last Jedi? Luke. So you think it's just one person? We're going Luke? Yeah, he's already been called that. It's canon. He has been called that. It's canon. That's true. Yoda, I think, refers to him as the last of the Jedi, and then I think, uh, actually, yeah, I pulled the, uh, one of the, the first paragraph for the opening crawl of Force Awakens says, Luke Skywalker has vanished. In his absence, the Sinister Force Order has risen from the ashes of the Empire and will not rest until Skywalker, the last Jedi, has been destroyed. So there's at so, least two instances where they refer to Luke Skywalker as the last Jedi. So are we to assume this means that there will be no more Jedi? Or that we're just going to follow a story of Luke, it, assuming that Anne's assumption is correct. I mean, they just, just returned. The re- so <laughs> they did just return. They lasted thirty years, and they're gone again. <laughs> like not even two movies. Like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I would say Return of the Jedi. You know, oh shit, they already was that used plural that. or singular in that movie? <laughs> I don't think it mattered, and I would I say like- it has to be plural. Yeah, I interpret that as plural. Return of the Jedi I interpret as plural. As plural. Why? Like, Luke who else went anywhere? Anyone? I mean, you saw it, so. I mean, yeah, Luke becomes an official Jedi. He okay. would, I guess, at that point, sort of be the first one at that time. But he returned. I think he returns the Jedi to where they should have. Well, not where it should have been, but we're less we're left to assume or infer between the thirty year gap between. Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, that Luke at some point tried to start another Jedi Academy and train people. Oh, see, I thought you were well, going to take it as, like, since Vader turned back to the light side, he returned as a Jedi. I, I, I Jedi. guess you could you could go that way, yeah. Well, I think I think it's very simple in that the Jedi took back control of the Force. Yeah, um, that's a good way to look at know, it, too. Luke is triumphant, the Emperor falls, Vader turns but also dies um the jedi are once again on top of the force the light side is ahead but do they control the force is the force control all of us all right enough of that i think it's a very (laughs) important point that that's why you got to trust the force because it's already been predetermined everything well destiny is already mapped out Mm -hmm. i have had several you know thoughts in my head about this for a long time in that you know, the, the the whole idea of Anakin being the chosen one and bringing balance to the Force. And, you know, they uh, Obi-Wan says, you know, you were supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. And it's like, okay, well, technically speaking, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he had brought balance to the Force. There was two Sith, and there was two Jedi. That we know of. That, what well, right, that were known, you know. So... He kind of does bring balance to the Force and equaling things out a little bit. See, with that, I always heard it as when he kills Palpatine, that's when he brings back balance to the Force. Yeah, I think basically when they say balance to the Force, they mean good guys win. Yeah, because I know right. they're saying that, but I'm if also saying... If you're thinking there's... of a seesaw balance, like, you're right. At the, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, the Force is in balance. Yeah. That, that's all I was saying. I mean, I, I think it's something that gets glossed over as a point that he actually does. Maybe the yeah, Jedi I think you, Council I think you have an was argument not there. the right people. 
you know, maybe they weren't the necessary force to hold the galaxy together. Maybe the Empire was. And that's what the force being balanced was all about. I think I took it too far. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do uh, think you have an argument there. I think you could argue that fact. But I think, in, in, like, the intent of the movies and the, and the saga as a whole, well, at least what the saga was, all six movies, right. um, you know, balance of the forces, hey, good guys win. There's, yeah. there's peace in the galaxy. So from that perspective, Anakin fulfilled that at the end of Return of the Jedi. It's weird he's, like, the overarching, like, character of the whole series. Yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, the Skywalkers are, I would say, now, at least, since we don't have him around anymore, even though we still well, have Kylo looking longingly. <laughs> oh, Maybe he's the, the last Jedi back from the dead. Exactly! <laughs> Force ghosts are real, damn it! <laughs> I believe. You're waiting for Hayden Christensen to pop up in episode 8. I hope they recast him. <laughs> I hope, yeah, I hope it pops up on IMDb and then everybody's just like, fuck it, I'm not going to see this movie now. Like, it's, <laughs> no, no, can't do this one. Uh, Andy, you got anything to add? Do you know? Do you think it's uh, one person, a group of people? Last Jedi, um, what do you think? I think The Last Jedi is going to refer to uh, kind of the backstory to as to why Luke is standing alone on the island. And most of the movie is probably going to be a flashback mixed with montage of training Ray and possibly even Finn. Oh, okay. You're still thinking Finn's Force-sensitive? I think so, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I actually think, Ian, you and I were sort of talking, I think, on Facebook about this. And you said something very similar to me about what you thought the movie would be. Oh, yeah. I mean, The Last Jedi, like Luke training another one. Because it's going to be a story about Luke. He was barely in that first one. You're not going to cut. The only, like, known Skywalker out of the yeah. fucking trilogy. And I think it's about him to be him and his overcoming his failures, Shane and Kylo. Yeah. And that's going to be the real story is him trying to correct his past mistakes. Almost as, like, Obi-Wan, because they couldn't do it because it was a complete story. But I think if the whole six would have been planned at the same time, it would have been when he was, like, training Luke, it would have focused more on him failing the Tran Anakin properly. Yeah, and that's something I, mean, I guess they can do in retrospect now, which could which could work. I don't know. I I kind of see them going the same route they've always gone, um, which it wouldn't be a surprise. Is you know they did it with the Force Awakens, so maybe they don't do it in the second of this trilogy here. But how often have we seen? You know, heroes of our stories in Star Wars see their mentors die. Over and over and over again, we have seen that. Yeah. So, would it really be that far of a stretch to say that at the beginning of the movie, Luke is the last Jedi, and at the end of it, Rey is the last Jedi? So you're putting money on Luke does not survive the movie? I'm not saying I'm putting money on it. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a possibility, that's all. I'm just... Putting it out there is a potential idea. All right, so one way or the other, do you think Luke will die in this movie? Yes. Okay. Ian or Andy, you guys got an opinion on that one? Oh, he's fine. I don't think he's going to die. I, I'm i with Mike in that I, you know, the saga has a trend of mentors dying, 
Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan. And if Luke takes the mentor role, even like Han in the last one, he was the mentor for that movie, mm-hmm. and he yeah, died. Yeah, it happens in the first movie, not the second one. True. Uh, so, and that's why they're going to buck that trend for a, oh my gonna, god, moment, because they want that Empire Strikes Back, I am your father moment for this trilogy. I know they do. They're going to buck the trend, but bring back another trend. <laughs> well, they're going to they're gonna buck that because they want that moment, because you kind of felt like Han was going to die. Like, it, the first time you see it, you don't know anything about it, you kind of felt like somebody, you knew somebody wasn't getting out of it. He and barely it like, could make it around Who else would set. it be? Yeah. <laughs> Who else was it going to be? It was going to be well, on. I mean, like, the Empire Strikes Back moment could be just the revelation of Ray's parents. That's what I was Like, the revelation yeah. of uh, Luke's parent. He just says, I'm your father, again. Yeah. Another Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, no. See, now that, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be just... Oh, bad. I hope they recreate it, like, on, like, a fucking walkway, like a ramp. And he just sends it to her, like, out of the blue. <laughs> Like they're going to get make sure the, or something. Make sure the walkway is very high up and has no railings. <laughs> <laughs> that walkway in Cloud City did have railings, by the way. That's one of yeah, the only ones that did, but they I were think Cloud so. City. Yeah. They yeah. were civilized people. <laughs> yeah, I think Vader slashed through a couple railings with his lightsaber. If I recall. Yeah, during yeah. that fight when they're when he's back in Luke up. Um, yeah, I I could see Luke going. I again, I think I could see the parallels there, but again, like Ian was saying, I think since they did that in the first one, I don't know if they do that in the second one. And now we have to start thinking because Mark Hamill is basically the only original cast member left in the series right now. Unless Technically, Billy D comes back. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like Billy D's supporting character. I'm thinking like yeah. main three: Han, Leia, and Luke. Yeah. Han they killed in the first one. Well, in the seventh one. Uh. Carrie Fisher sadly passed away, so she's going to be in this movie. They probably want to use her in 9. I don't know if they're going to. And if they don't, I think it would be really, really bad to lose Luke in this movie as well. If he's going to go, I think he's going to go in 9. I don't think it'll be this one. It's the thing with The Last yeah. Jedi thing, too. It could also be Rey, but Luke just doesn't consider himself a Jedi anymore because he yeah, we failed. Yeah. Oh, it could be that, yeah. But I feel like if he's teaching Rey to the point where she becomes a Jedi... I would think he would consider himself a Jedi again. What? I mean, did Yoda even consider himself a Jedi anymore? He's just hanging yes. out on some bum planet like Luke was, just chilling. Yeah, he did consider him a Jedi because the the thing he says to Luke is that when I am gone, the last of the Jedi you will be, which means Yoda considered himself as a Jedi, and at that point, Luke is also a Jedi. So, so I wonder if he only considered it because he was training Luke. So like in that in-between time. Well, didn't Yoda go to Dagobah to study more about the dark side because Dagobah was strong with the dark side so that he could eventually understand it and defeat it. Cause, I think because he went to that's didn't he go to Dagobah because he got defeated by the dark side. So I thought maybe he went there because he wanted to know more about it so that maybe he could. I think the only thing he actually says in the movies is that I just have to go into exile. He doesn't say what he plans to do in exile. I think there are some old uh, the like the old extinct canon that references some of the stuff you were talking about where he goes to Dagobah specifically because what it draws from the dark side of the forest like the cave right and tries to study it and learn it and and you know uh, you know use that knowledge for eventually he thinks he's I don't know if he knows or if he's seen the future and knows that Luke will eventually come to him so he wants to prepare for Luke in that way but 
since that's part of the old canon, we don't actually know for sure what he was doing on Dagobah or if he had specific reasons for that planet in particular. Yeah, I mean, we, the only thing we have on that is that, I mean, Yoda knew where to go. I mean, they have do we do have canon on that from the last episode of the Clone Wars where he goes to Korriban. And, yeah. you know, the, the whole thing with Darth Bane's Sith ghost and everything like that. It's been a so, while since I watched that episode. It's a good episode. But perhaps that's still the case and it just hasn't been written back into canon yet. You know, like it's... When they get rid of a whole bunch of canon, it's hard to say what they're going to bring back and what they're going to leave out. Right. Yeah, because so, they're cherry-picking enough stuff as it is. Yeah. Until now they that, put um, it in something we know and watch or read. You know, now that we're getting wait, wait a, um, a Luke Skywalker movie, I'm wondering if we aren't going to see a Yoda or an Obi-Wan Force Ghost and maybe explain a little bit about their actions through Luke. We might. So you think the last Jedi movie could flesh out the mythology of the Jedi? Yeah, because wasn't that wasn't that the whole spiel of him training uh, Kylo and everything? He was trying to reestablish a Jedi temple and the Jedi Order in, in general, and then well, Kylo Ren freaked out, kill all his disciples and stuff. And he was looking for the first Jedi temple when he went to wherever the hell he's at when right. Rey finds him. Which was sort of something I wanted to bring up is maybe the last Jedi isn't actually Luke or Rey or any current Jedi. Maybe that's like just a phrase tied to some sort of myth or legend that Luke has been investigating. And that could come from like what you were bringing up, the, the temple of the first Jedi or, or, you know, those mythological, uh, artifacts or something like that. Cause we don't even know exactly what he's looking for. I know they call it by name in the movie, but we still don't know what the hell it is. I mean, yeah, maybe he finds holocrons, you know, yeah, for all that could be. like, I mean, bring those into the actual movies would be nice, since we actually haven't seen a holocron in any of them. I mean, yeah, we did briefly cool. in one of the prequels, there was a holocron moment where they were, like, teaching the kids in the background, but it wasn't... Yeah. But, yeah, that would be interesting. I just Perhaps... think it'd be funny, all this speculation on Luke and Rey, and it doesn't has nothing to do with either of them. Oh, it's <laughs> Chewbacca. <laughs> Him and Jar Jar finally had that grudge match. Oh, God. I'm so <laughs> hyped for this now. That's episode nine. You're getting ahead of yourself. Ewok's the referee. <laughs> Can't you see an Ewok in a little black and white striped shirt? Oh, no. They, they <laughs> waddling around. The gray like in the NBA. Come on. <laughs> uh, so do you guys think there's any significance into the red Star Wars logo that was part of this title reveal? Because I've can, seen people digging into that online, too. They can re-release all the merchandise with a red title now. <laughs> well, they could. So so the, the, the title words are in red instead of yellow? Yes, Star Wars okay. is in red instead of, like you said, Force Awakens was yellow. Normally it is yellow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the uh, some of the speculation I was reading was that the title cards for Revenge of the Sith and Return of the Jedi were both red. Oh, okay. So they're reaching that in both of those movies a Skywalker dies. Oh. <laughs> so they're trying to to connect the dots that in this one a Skywalker is going to die. Now, I don't know I if mean, I'd, I'd put too much weight in that. No, nah, I mean, I wouldn't, but at the same time, if, like, after the movie they come forth and like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we put the red logo out there, and some people figured it out, but, you know, I don't I know. I mean, it could just be significant to the fact that they want to do, like, a darker Empire Strikes Back ending. You know, the bad guys Could win be. in this one. That's what I'm expecting. 
Yeah, I mean, typically the second movie of all the Star Wars trilogies um, have had the Sith on the victor's side. Right. So it just could signify that the the Sith or like Kylo and Snoke win the battle at the end of this movie, and then we go into nine from there. Well, and we also don't know if there's going to be a new villain of some sort. Also true. We don't yeah. know about. Um, or Captain maybe Phasma. Phasma yeah, I was going to say Phasma finally yeah. shows up. <laughs> well, I feel like Captain Phasma is the new Boba Fett, where looks cool in the background, back of the bus and shit, just like, yeah, I'm here. You can think about how badass I was on, like, when I actually did stuff, but now I just out, watch. Read about my badassery in novels after the fact. They yeah. both got wrecked, like, real quick. <laughs> She's coming back, right? Phasma's supposed to be in eight. Who knows? I don't know. I I, I want to say, um, uh, what's that woman's name? Gwendolyn uh, Christie. Yeah, I want to say she's on the IMDb page. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure I I read somewhere she's coming back. Even though she got thrown down a trash compactor. (laughs) What has that ever stopped anyone in the Star Wars universe? Shut down all the trash compactors on the detention level. (laughs) That's true. They survived the trash compactor in Episode 4, so you could be led to believe that someone with intimate knowledge of a trash compactor could come out of that. Or even Uh, no knowledge. Yeah, I guess that's true, too. I'm just thinking, you know, if she works... Or as part of the uh, Starkiller base where they have it, the trash compactor. Maybe she knows how it works and knows, has, like, an access code to get out if they throw her down there. I don't know. I mean, she, like, knew Or, or she to, has, like, like, a comm link or something and can be like, hey, I'm in the fucking trash compactor. Yeah. Get your asses <laughs> down here and help me. <laughs> I mean, Finn was a trash man and she seemed to know him well enough, so she probably maybe oversees the trash people. See? See? It's all coming together. And I would love it if she's why the first order trash manager. <laughs> you wonder why the first order is doomed to lose. They're like, "Hey, you guy on trash duty, pick up a rifle, go into battle." <laughs> like, hey, if we start doing that with our garbage men, the U.S. Army is just going to tank real fast. <laughs> start taking the guys that work for waste management and giving them rifles and saying, "Go to it, guys." And some cool armor. Don't forget the cool armor. Useless armor, but cool armor. <laughs> it it looks cool. Yeah. I don't ever understood that. Like, why are they wearing armor if the blaster shots just go right through it anyways? Because yeah, poor I... people don't have blasters. <laughs> That's true, well, too. Yeah, sticks I mean... and, stop sticks and stones. Although it didn't stop the Ewoks from killing That was a whole... Oh, don't even... It's fucking broken. Ewoks <laughs> are the most overpowered race in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> they praise a robot as a god, but could take down AT-ATs and shit. Like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you think if anything they'd worship the AT-ATs? We're the giant robot god. <laughs> no, this fucking gold bastard. <laughs> Maybe well, it's he's just gold. The gold. It's got to be the color gold. And the flying, you know, they, he scared them with the flying, but he's gold and he talks. Don't forget he talks. The AT-ATs don't talk. ATSTs don't talk. People I think talk AT-ATs on Endor too. They kind of heard someone talking. Like, oh, those guys got hover cars. AT-ATs on Endor. I think there's a quick shot of the landing pad where you see one of the shuttles land. In the background oh. underneath, there's an AT-AT in the forest. Yeah, he's right about that. And it seems like it'd be useless on Endor, so they probably brought one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, all those trees. Although, I'm sure that thing could just walk through a bunch of trees. Oh, those are some pretty damn big trees. Yeah. I mean, it's got pretty big blasters on there. Yeah, it can take down a shield in one shot. I love how this discussion suddenly to- <laughs> took a left turn into whether AT-ATs are a viable means of transportation on the forest moon of Endor. <laughs> well, 
It's a good point to be brought up. Someone's got to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, that was the whole, the Empire's battle plan there. They were sending loggers in first to build a one-track path for the AT-AT to get to where they needed it to go. <laughs> and they were like, okay, in three years, we will have this path cleared. <laughs> You're going to kick their ass. But until then, hang out at the landing pad. That's uh, why it we'll wasn't involved there. in the battle. Because it was stuck at the landing pad and didn't have a path to come through. Which I is think weird, they put it on the like landing a... pad and yeah. they couldn't figure out what the hell to do with it. And they were like, well, it's there. Just don't take it out of the shot. They got into the battle and they're like, this isn't going to make sense in trees. <laughs> like, they do stuff on Endor, so they should have, like, multiple paths. Yeah, you would think. They have, like, a base there. Like, how do you supply that base? You just drop it from the moon? Yeah. Like, well, even an ATST is big enough in a forest. Speeders. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, an ATST is still too big to really traverse thick forest. Yeah, like it's, how often was it going to hit a, a choke point and be like, "Well, I got to go left for a few hundred yards to find a point where I can get through." <laughs> they still need lumber in the Star Wars universe. I don't remember seeing a lot of things made out of wood. So now I'm no. wondering if they just weren't sure what to do with trees. They, yeah, the Ewoks used them. Well, and they, yeah, but the Ewoks live there. Everyone else, though. You're talking about the Empire. Yeah, I mean they're the ones colonizing the moon. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, you don't see guy. a lot of wood-based things for them. It's all metal. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of metal. Huh. Yeah. Where are they getting all this metal from, I wonder? All right, you're they're... not putting this down another sidetrack here. <laughs> I think they're alchemists. Mustafar. <laughs> Mustafar. <laughs> Problem solved. Uh, all right, so that's all I have for the Star Wars. You guys any, have anything else you want to bring up on The Last Jedi? Any more theories, speculation? I think the Endor thing is probably a good place to end with that. Oh, you think they're going to end up on Endor? That, that, that could be cool. I mean, do they... They didn't reuse any planets for Force Awakens, right? They were all new planets. I mean, there was well, the they sand destroyed, They destroyed Coruscant and... It so wasn't that was Coruscant the... that they destroyed. No. It wasn't? No. no. I can't remember the name of the system right now. But yeah, it was, it was a, place... a different system. Because I guess in the... With the... Uh... Resistance, or no, I guess the, the Resistance wasn't part of the government. They were like an offshoot of the Republic. But the Republic kept moving their capital. And at the time, it was on that planet for whatever reason, and that's the one they blew up, which is not Coruscant. Okay. It's, you know, it's in the novelization, and they have any. it. They, I know they have it in reference materials and stuff, but I can't think of the name. Um, all right, so we'll move on to uh, some DC news. Uh so the DC Universe continues to have some trouble with their movies. The Flash movie has gone through at least two directors that I know of, and I think it's still looking for a replacement. Um, ben Affleck has been fielding questions regarding his solo Batman movie, which he's been working on the script for with Jeff Johns. Even as early as last month, I think, he's been quoted as saying the plan was to have him write, direct, and star in this movie. Well, this week, Ben Affleck confirmed he's stepping away from the directing side of things. Uh, his quote on the matter... What he said was, there are certain characters who hold a special place in the hearts of millions. Performing this role demands focus, passion, and the very best performance I can give. It has become clear that I cannot do both jobs to the level they require. Together with the studio, I've decided to find a partner and a director who will collaborate with me on this massive film. I am still in this. We are making it, but we are currently looking for a director. 
I remain extremely committed to this project and look forward to bringing this to life for fans around the world. So at this point we got to ask, is this a good move? Is this another reason to be concerned about the upcoming DC films? Is he still writing it? As far as I know, him and Jeff Johns are still working on it. And I think I read today that he brought in Chris, uh, Chris Tier, Tier, somebody he worked on with, um, one of his movies, and then he brought in to help with Batman v Superman because David Goyer can't write shit. And he called him up again to help him with the Batman script. So I think it's him, Jeff Johns, and this Chris guy. I can't think of his last name. Okay. So it's at least the three of them working on the script. I mean, Jeff Johns being there is an encouragement to me, at least. Um, he's a excellent comic book writer, and so far we've seen when an excellent comic book writer is involved heavily, things tend to go better for superhero movies. Because yeah. um, they're more passionate about what they're doing. And, yeah, I mean, even as a great comic book writer, Jeff Johns' best work, in my opinion, is with Batman. Okay. So, that that's encouraging. Ben Affleck is, for all the bad you can say about him as an actor in the past and everything, he is a good movie writer, so. he Yeah, in the movies he's directed and written have been all been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I was really looking forward to actually seeing his take on a superhero movie. I think he would actually fit well with a Batman movie. Yeah, but, yeah. Granted, we're tone. not going to get that, so we can't can't really look forward to that anymore. Well, I mean, if he's writing it, it's still, you know, yeah, he's writing it and starring it. I mean, that's that's a lot, a lot of the uh, creativity process right there. Yeah, I mean, you hope the collaboration keeps going because you don't want another director to come in and then re- like reimagine his script differently than what he thinks when he's writing it. Yeah, which is probably why he put that collaboration part in there he doesn't yeah, want like a it's part of his statement there. yeah so they're probably looking for someone who can work with him instead of like coming in and being like ah no 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh so kevin smith then bringing it back you know as soon as this news broke it was like kevin smith should direct he's not busy he he pretty much took himself out of the running i think he said he didn't want to do it for various reasons because he doesn't want to do a movie that costs more than two million dollars yeah, he doesn't want to screw it up. Yeah. He knows he'll get a bunch of shit for that, whether or not he makes it good or not. Yeah. So is Batflick going to direct his own scenes, though, you think, still? Like, regardless of who they get? And he's like, I'm still directing myself. <laughs> that would be kind of funny. <laughs> um, do you guys have any ideas on who you'd want to see replace Ben Affleck in the director chair? Oh. If anybody says Zack Snyder, I'm slapping you in the face. There's a lot of people <laughs> I want to see, but I know none of them are going to do it. Yeah, I mean, that's... That, that, that's definitely true. Um, yeah, I, think... I could throw a few names out, but once again, I I don't believe they're going to end up there. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong, if we, if we could talk James Cameron into this, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> He's tied up in like seven Avatar movies. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta at least like put out two before you're talking about seven. You know, it's like get on it. <laughs> we wants to film all seven at the same time. He probably fucking is. <laughs> <laughs> He's James Cameron. He can do anything. You're probably gonna have to watch him on seven screens all at once to like get it, to get it. Like <laughs> only one. Twenty one D glasses. 
Uh, Mike, just yeah. e- even though they probably don't have a shot, what uh, directors are you thinking of? Who would you like to see besides Cameron? Um, first and foremost, uh, it, it I don't know. It, it's gonna sound wrong, but I, I like John Turtletob. I think it would make an interesting Batman movie. Okay. Um, but he's not. He's the with guy the that did current... National Treasure and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's not with the current tone of the DC universe in any way, so which I think I would think be good. That's why I want it. <laughs> Just take a left turn and see what happens because what's happening isn't working. Um, and I'm blanking on the guy's name. The guy that stepped away from Deadpool, I think, would Tim, be interesting. Tim Miller. Tim Miller. Yeah. I think it would be interesting to see what he can do with a more serious tone. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I'd, I'd kind of like to see that, too. Um, Ian or Andy, you guys have any director wish lists, maybe, for Batman? Well, I was talking to my close personal friend, Zack Snyder, recently about the news. I figured. And he, he of course, says he would love to direct it, but he's a little busy right now. A little too big right now for a bat flick. <laughs> but he had a he had a great suggestion, and I've been seeing this name thrown around with this movie, so I was like, okay, Zach's not lying to me for once. And he said, Dennis Villanueva. Yeah, I was just actually looking at that yeah. name. From uh, he directed Sicario and recently Arrival, and he's doing Blade Runner, or did Blade Runner, I guess, if it's already done filming, he already directed it. But I've seen his name come up with it, and I think he would do great stuff. But the problem with these DC movies has been. I don't think there's a director alive that could save them. I think they've been kind of like <laughs> ruined from the beginning with like poor writing. They're just not really having a general focus on what the hell they're trying to do with this universe. I blame David Goyer for that. <laughs> they they should have had Jeff Johns involved in this from the beginning. Agreed. Yes. And it, it, think about what happened with the Marvel Universe, and those movies were kind of going stale by the time Spider-Man 3 happened, and they went to Joss Whedon, and they're like, listen, we need help. And all of a sudden, we get this new Marvel Universe with the Avengers that's turning everything around because of Joss Whedon's involvement. Well, so, not to mention, they have, they've had Kevin Feige involved since the start, like since right. Iron Man 1. I mean, he produced the other Marvel movies, but he was the one really pushing for a shared universe. I think yeah. that's the difference. Marvel has had a plan from the beginning. They, you know, didn't know exactly <laughs> where they were going, but they had a general idea. They wanted to build up franchises and be pumping these movies out. Where DC's right. like, dude, we can get some of that fucking money. You go, Zach. <laughs> Here's a bag of Coke. Write it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it really did, because... I kind of felt like they were going to try and really talk Christian Bale into it, and then they couldn't, and then they're like, uh, it's fourth down punt, Ben Affleck, okay. <laughs> like, and he, you know, for as much as he got, he didn't do a terrible job, but I don't know, if they could have kept Nolan and kept Jeez. Christian Bale involved, you know, I think things would be on a much better track. Involve Jeff Johns, Christopher Nolan, and Christian Bale in this from the beginning, I think things would be going just fine. I think they but, had Christopher Nolan involved as a producer. Like, I think he helped produce definitely Man of Steel. And I thought he was involved producing Batman v Superman, too. Yeah, because he collaborates with um, Ian's buddy a lot, doesn't he? Oh, Zack yeah, Snyder. Yeah, him and Zack hang out a lot. 
and you'd think something would rub off. And it, yeah, I mean, I it could just be a name only. Man? I don't know if he actually was actively involved in any of that stuff, but... That could be something in a contract where he gets producer credit. We, you know, that's something that would require far more research than I care to go into to find out if he was actually truly involved or not. But Yeah, he's listed as a producer for Man of Steel and executive producer for Batman v Superman. Eva was a writer. So if he was on willing Man to go. Would you say Ian? he was a writer for Man of Steel? Oh uh, yeah, credit. I guess him and yeah, because it was him and him and Goyer's idea, which they came up with during one of the Dark Knight movies, to push for a Superman movie. Oh, well, in that case, they just needed Jeff Johns to maybe bring things around, and I guess we'll find out if Jeff Johns can make a good movie out of this or not because for all is we this, know you know is this going to be his first true test or is he does he have his hands well enough on wonder woman i don't know about wonder woman but i think he was involved at least a little bit more on justice league i think after the the very dark tone and all the hate that batman v superman got because of that i think him and Zack snyder started to try to reshape justice league to make it a little bit lighter and fun and maybe a little bit more comic booky, and not like real world. Everyone's gonna die. Dark, dire circumstances that Zack Snyder likes to do. Okay. Even, um. In another sense, Christopher Nolan likes to do that too, because that, like, the Dark Knight movies were very dark and grounded, and you don't need to have that. I don't think for comic book movies. I mean, it might be something DC is trying to do just to separate themselves from Marvel, but I don't think it needs to be done. And I think it takes away from the fun of these movies, which is what are going to attract people to see them. Uh, what we have here is Jeff Johns co-wrote Wonder Woman with Alan Heinberg, and he co-wrote Aquaman with James Wan. Okay. Um, but a bad note here is he was a co-producer and creative consultant for the Green Lantern. But that was way back when, right? Yeah, 2011. (laughs) <laughs> so all right, so it wasn't that long ago, but still, yeah. I think the difference is that maybe it's not part of that shared universe. I mean, granted, they wanted to get a franchise out of that and failed miserably, but I I don't know. I feel like it can only go up from the DC movies we've gotten. I don't really. I, I still think they were well. Okay, so I I think they were mediocre. They could be worse, but I think they have to go up. They, oh, yeah, I'm, they have to if they I'm hoping DC has learned their lesson that they can redirect and make these movies better. Oh, if like they keep making mediocre or shit movies, it's it's not going to help when, anything. When they reshot Suicide Squad to make it better, that was a good call. I mean, do we actually really know what the, what was reshoots and what wasn't? Does it matter? Is there a way to tell? Does it matter well, no. how that turned out? I guess that's, yeah, point taken. It's not like I was going to point it to see, like, oh, see, thank God they reshot it. You could tell it was a good scene now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what I'll say is I honestly believe what Ian said earlier is very true. They're just looking to print money. And they don't give a damn about the script. They're like, oh, look, we, you know, maybe Batman v Superman didn't do terribly great stateside, but it's worldwide was pretty impressive for its budget. I mean, it had a huge budget, but they still made, what, five, six hundred million dollars profit off that movie. Yeah. So. You know, I don't think they're gonna turn their nose up at another five, six hundred million dollars until people stop going to see it, the way they did with the Fantastic Four. That last Fantastic Four, nobody went to see it. It didn't make shit. Yeah. So, 
it, perhaps if we give it that treatment and we don't get drawn in by the mystery of is this one going to suck as bad as the last one, and maybe they'll go a different direction. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, money talks. So if the movies don't make money, they have to. That's really going to force them to rethink things. Right. So I don't. Unless they're just thinking like, okay, Batman v Superman made money, and we got a lot of hate. But if we can actually make a good movie, then we make twice as much money. Do you know how much effort that takes to make a good movie? Yeah. That's that's what good directors and uh, <laughs> good writers get paid for. <laughs> they cost more. Yeah. Uh, Andy, do you have any director ideas? Uh, for Batman, I don't. I don't. Okay. Um, I was trying to scroll through a couple of lists. One name that caught my attention, I don't even know if he'd fit real well, but I like what he's done recently, is Christopher McQuarrie, who did uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, he did Edge of Tomorrow, and is on tap to do Mission Impossible 6. I actually think he did the first Jack Reacher, too. So he's um, a Tom Cruise director. Yeah. He is a Tom Cruise director. So we need Tom Cruise in this Batman movie, then. To play the yeah, Riddler. I don't know. There we go. Cast it. <laughs> I was thinking Scarecrow, personally. Hmm. I just seen the Riddler as a short person. I guess that that's what really <laughs> got him for me. See, I always thought of him as tall and lanky. He goes both ways. Well, okay. That's the riddle. Come on. Well, yeah. I mean, actually, he could, he could be the Mad Hatter for you know if we want to go short person, he could do Mad Hatter. He could be the very yeah, I think you should be. I think you should be Clayface. But that'd be good too. There you go. <laughs> that would be fun in a movie to watch. Him running as Clayface? Oh, that'd be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> the clay splashing <laughs> off him as he's running. <laughs> oh, God. They spent, like, three days on that scene. <laughs> so, so Macquarie isn't... Was Did Macquarie do the uh, Mummy movie with Tom Cruise? Uh, no. That is... I think that's Robert Orsi. I think that's his... I think that's Robert Orsi's, like, first directorial debut. debut. He's more, He was known as a writer. He wrote a lot of stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I like McCory's style. At least it works for action movies. I don't know how much this is going to be an action movie, but at least I think the action sequences and fight stuff I think could be really cool with McCory behind the camera. I mean, and... that's something. I... No, go ahead. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just yeah, going to say I was going to bring I... up another name. So go ahead. It's something I want to see out of a Batman movie eventually that I feel like we still have not seen is an actual detective movie. Yes, yeah, like a detective noir type of style. Yeah, it, it, like so much of what you read from Batman and what makes it good is the detective story, and we haven't ever got that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I just don't know, because I was trying to think of like who's done a good detective or like a noir story recently, and I couldn't think, not that I really go out of my way to see those types of movies, so I couldn't really think of a director that fits that style. But that's... Ideally, that would be a style I'd like to see in a, for a Batman movie. So, are, are you talking like um, Sin City type of noir? No, dun, no, no. Dun. like, <laughs> <laughs> like um, I'm trying to think of a good example, but I'm blanking. Like, I like um, Shane Black stuff. Like, I thought Nice Guys and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang were pretty good detective noir type stories. But I think Shane Black would inject a little bit too much humor into a Batman movie, and I don't think Batman needs to be that funny. No. But then again, I think Shane Black's doing a Predator movie, so we could see how Predator turns out with Shane Black directing. 
So if he can handle the action sequences and not in, I mean, granted, I guess Predator could end up being funny too, but I would, I think Shane Black could do it. I just, I'm worried that he would make it too funny. <laughs> I mean, it needs some jokes. It needs more jokes than Batman v Superman, but it doesn't need Shane Black amount of jokes. Like, what about Suicide Squad level jokes? I even think that movie was probably too funny for Batman. <laughs> you thought that movie was too funny? I think you're the only person to say that. I laughed at a lot of that stuff. I thought Will Smith was pretty funny. Did? And okay. I laughed at Harley Quinn. he, like, Quinn. gave up. Probably, but he was still the best part of that movie. It says a lot about that movie. <laughs> for a decent turn, what about Steven Soderbergh? What Ocean's he Eleven, uh, Ocean's yeah, yeah. Twelve, Ocean's like a Thirteen. Heist movie. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you turn that just a little bit, and you've got a detective movie. I don't know if I'd trust him with action and fight sequences, though. That's when I think he could do the de- the detective side. That's when Zach shows up, <laughs> tags in, Zach shoots second tags unit. In. Zach shows up, drops sixty million dollars on three minutes of moving. It's like, all right, my part's done. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I would be okay with that. If Zack does the action sequences like that warehouse fight in Batman v Superman. Hell yeah. And then someone else, anyone else, deals with the rest of the movie and the story. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, one of the one of the names that I've heard as being rumored as the front runner at the moment is Matt Reeves. Who directed Cloverfield, The Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and War for the Planet of the Apes. That's okay. the new one? Yeah. That's the one that hasn't come out yet? War, yeah, War for the Planet of the Apes is the one that's due out this summer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, I think, is really good. I don't know if that would fit that kind of style. I mean, it's, I guess, dark and moody. That could fit for a bad yeah. movie. I mean, he did yeah, Let Me In, too. What'd you say, Ian? He did Let Me In. i never seen that. Which, I, do you, have you seen that? I don't know what that I is. I saw the, the, the foreign one that it's based off of. Okay. Right one is. is that what some is sort it? of horror movie or something? It's, yeah, it's like a little vampire girl and this guy make friends with her because he's like. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a real dark town. It's, it, I, I saw previews for it, but I never actually saw it. I mean, do you think he'd fit for a Batman movie? I mean, I don't know what a Batman movie is anymore. <laughs> so yeah, sure. I've seen some list putting um, what's the uh, Schumacher back on, saying like, give him another shot. Give him Batman up, back. See up to anything. Schumacher was the one that did what forever in Batman and Robin. Yes. Now he, granted his, I, I, I really don't know what he would do with a little bit more creative control because those two movies were very studio driven and they just wanted to push out action figures. They had yeah. no concept of what a story or Batman movie should be. They just like okay, Batman movies print money. Let's just yep. hire popular people to play roles in villains. And let's make toys out of it. I think they're doing kind of the same thing. It's just not trying to sell toys. They're just trying to sell tickets. And it's under the same kind of guise. You know, like, they're just trying to fool you into thinking they're making a serious movie. When really they're like, eh, fuck it. (laughs) What do you guys think about maybe bringing back Tim Burton? I think he could nail, like, the dark tone. But I feel Tim Burton's just a weird fucking dude. Yeah, he, I think I feel like he might weird it up a little bit. But yeah, he definitely, he would definitely bring the darkness. Yeah, I don't know bring how Tim darkness. Burton and Bat <laughs> and Bat, Batfleck are going to work together. Oh, that's true. How, yeah, like that would be a contrasting. Yeah, cause, yeah, because I think Burton craves like almost, control. 
100% creative control. Yeah. Yeah, so that nobody can tell him, no, that's too fucking weird. Don't do that. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, Batman and Batman Returns are probably my two favorite Batman movies, so. Yeah, with that one, I mean, I don't think they knew what they had with Batman. They just gave him the reins and said, make us a movie. And then it did well, so like, make us another one. And then I think Batman Returns was a little bit too weird for them, and they're like, nope, we need to do something else with this and make it fun again. Enter Joel Schumacher. Yeah, I I actually kind of feel the same way about Batman Returns. I did not like that as much as the first one. Um, But... Even given the Danny, Danny DeVito and Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer in a cat suit was fine. Um, <laughs> Danny DeVito is the Penguin was awesome. I mean, yeah, I can't except see for the part where he was like actually a penguin in some ways. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's supposed to weird you out, make you creepy. Why is Danny DeVito looking like that? Is that how he really looks? <laughs> I prefer Did they even the put makeup on him at all? I know. Is every other movie him in makeup? <laughs> 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 I prefer the penguin as the guy in the top hat and, you know, not the guy who goes and gets in a weird onesie and dives in ice cold water. Um, <laughs> like, it, the rest of that was okay, but the whole Danny DeVito penguin thing was the thing that spoiled it for me, personally. Like, I love Danny DeVito, but that just didn't do it for me. Like, I, I, I don't know. Now, keep in mind, because this Batman movie, they already have, uh, Joe Mang- Mangalello, I can't even ever say his name. Manganello, Mang Mangello, Pittsburgh guy. He's yeah. he's confirmed for Deathstroke. So we're at least getting Deathstroke in this movie. Yeah, he's he's going to be the adversary for Batman. So you got to figure it's going to have some sweet hand to hand combat stuff. Well, he's going to be an adversary for Batman. We don't know that we're only getting one. True. He's the only one that's confirmed at the moment. Right, and he could just be a opening sequence villain for all we know. I mean, I hope point. not, but... I don't know. I'm not as sold on Deathstroke as some people are. I mean, they're but... doing that Teen Titans thing, so... What Teen Titans thing? I don't know. They're doing, like, a movie or something. I don't know. For Teen Titans? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think that was supposed to be a TV show for a while, but I think they can that. Who knows? <laughs> Come on, Ian, you're my I'm Teen supposed... Titans guy. I, I don't keep up on, like, what DC's canceling and not canceling. <laughs> Like, I don't have that much time in the day. <laughs> we'll try to get back to everybody on the Teen Titans thing. I'll try to look that up and see if I can find any info. <laughs> uh, Alright, so anything else for Affleck not directing Batman? We'll move on. One more news story. Alright, last one. Uh, so, I think we mentioned it probably on a podcast before. Maybe just today Fox was going to move forward on this, and now they're really moving forward on a live-action X-Men TV series. And this is aside from the Legion show, which premieres in like a week or two, uh, that they're making in conjunction with Marvel Television for FX. Uh, This new X-Men series will be about a mutant teenager on the run with their non-mutant parents. Uh, It was just announced that the X-Men movie franchise director Brian Singer will be directing the pilot. Uh, I don't think anything official has been said about the next X-Men movie... Um, I think Fox is trying to figure out where they can go after Apocalypse sort of failed to make money for them and live up to the expectations. But I'm pretty sure Singer said he is not returning to direct another X-Men movie. Did X-Men Apocalypse not make profit? I th- It might have made money, but I don't think it... Not Days of Future Past money. Okay. Yeah. 
It didn't make what they wanted it to. Yeah. Um. So, what do you guys think of an X Men live action TV show with this sort of premise, with mutant teenager on the run, with non mutant parents, and Brian Singer directing? You think that's good? Good I think stuff. They're really gonna save like budget on not having to show mutant powers. Yeah. Yeah. The kid's gonna be like barely developing, not able to control them, so they won't have to use them on demand. And then the parents aren't mutants, so they can't use powers. And they're you probably going to be hunted by the government that doesn't have mutant powers, just they guns. They like, walkie-talkies, yeah. Yeah. And then just, like, you know, the kid randomly shows up, like, during the important sweeps times that <laughs> powers. And that's it. You well, walk it out. Yeah. And it's just a regular old story about this kid on the run from the government. And you can use Xavier's powers all you want to talk in their heads. Like, he can be Xavier, no problem. Yeah, like so many other good powers where you don't have to do stuff and spend money on it. <laughs> well, I mean, that that would be my first question, though, is like, what mutant are we talking about? Are we talking about an existing character? Are they making a new character? If it's existing, my interest is going to weigh on which character they choose. Jubilee! <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and that's actually one that makes sense, because she was a runaway that they found in the damn mall. Right. <laughs> Actually, I highly doubt it's going to be a recognizable mutant or a well-known mutant X-Men character. I think they'll probably make up a new character. See but that I don't want. But... I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to like cameo known X-Men characters through the course of the show. But I mean, at this point, like every power has been done, so like the, it's going to have at least some part of some character in it. Probably, yeah. There's no power like left unturned. I mean. Part of me feels like there's a lot of X-Men characters they could do that are lesser known that would be still fun for someone like me. You know what I mean? Like, even if most people would be like, oh, that's a new character, and, I, you know, there'd be the asshole like me like, no, it's not. They appeared <laughs> in three issues of the X-Men, and I'm interested Issue in this story. 152, and 153. Yeah, like, it, they could, there's a lot of characters like that. Like, part of me hopes it's Sam Guthrie. Part of me hopes they do Cannonball. Um, that would be awesome. Because not only do you get Cannonball, you get his sister, and then, you know, you get that whole arc that they could do there would be fun. But that would be my first choice if I could choose one. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll keep an eye on it and see if they actually confirm if it's an actual established mutant or if they're making up a mutant. Because, like, this show's got to be at least a year away. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're just announcing stuff right now, so. But I'm pretty sure it at least got ordered to pilot. Yeah, so, that's it. Yeah, okay. So we'll see if it gets picked up to series, but they're at least getting a first episode out of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, 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 I don't know. I would prefer something better budget, like the Netflix Marvel series, getting something similar to that. Yeah. For the for the X Men because it's the X Men. I mean, for the last well, for at least a good what, 25 years, the prime comic book reading years of my life, they were the highest-selling comic book there was. So, just giving them the treatment of, well, we're going to continue using mutants to make a TV show so we don't lose the rights or something is, I don't know. Well, I find it interesting that Legion is in conjunction with Marvel Television, but this X-Men TV show is not. So, So, how did they get Marvel to work with them for Legion, but not get Marvel to work with them for this show? Because I they still want to retain um, controlling rights to it. Right, but if that's the case, then why even get Marvel's help at all? Why not just put Legion out on FX on their own? 
why why go through Marvel Television? It's probably some like subsidiary thing. How FX is like a different network, but Fox is network TV, and they're competing against ABC, and it's some weird bullshit like that. Uh, that's true. I could see yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Probably it's that. Good, if they're good going, insight, like, Ian. Good insight. Char- if they're going straight original characters. It's like why the fuck do we need Marvel's help to make up fake characters? Yeah, that's <laughs> that probably true too. Yeah. So. If we're getting this uh, mutant teenager on the run with non-mutant parents, does that mean we are going to possibly get Sentinels? Sentinels are confirmed for the show. That oh really? Could, that could yes. be awesome. Did you guys like the way the Sentinels were done in Days of Future Past? Well, this is okay. So this is sort of the the twist. Is I don't know if this show uh, if they confirmed it or not. If it's going to be part of the X Men continuity. So if it is. We could see Sentinels, the same design, from Days of Future Past. If it is not, we've been getting Sentinels, but they may be completely redesigned. Okay. Like the 90s cartoon Sentinels? I'm yes. hoping we get <laughs> huge fucking Sentinels that are big. The producer said the Sentinels would be much smaller in scale. Oh, of course. <laughs> TV budget. So we're getting, uh, what's the name of that type of Sentinel? There, there, There is Sentinels that they have in the Marvel, in the X-Men universe that are... Same size as like, no. (laughs) Um, He shut you down, Ian. It worked for the GoBots. Were they uh, (laughs) were they those robot looking guys that you fought on the X Men arcade game? They were like the same size as your character. No, these ones were much more powerful. Um, I want to say it's Prime Sentinels, but I'm going to look it up just because it's bothering me. Because. Wasn't Sentinel Prime like the real big one that gave commands? No, that was like Master Mold or something, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Master Mold. Yeah, I want to say it's Prime, but I'm... I have to... Also, they're based on the Transformer. What do you know? (laughs) He's the main character of Dark Side of the Moon. Dark of the Moon. So I'm sure we all saw that. (laughs) I did. I don't remember a damn thing about it, though. Sentinel Prime was in it. There's Prime Sentinels... And then there was also Nimrods. I think um, Nimrods is what I was thinking of. Yeah, they, there is both of those. And they're both more human-sized. But much more the Nimrod powerful than your like, average Sentinel. Wasn't the Nimrod one like the, the future Sentinel that could like rebuild itself? Yeah. Okay. I think. Do either of those Sentinels look like regular humans so they don't got to spend a lot of money on it? <laughs> uh, No. No, but I, no, bet, they, I bet they do that for the show. <laughs> I was going to say, they don't look like normal humans, but they are roughly the size of normal human, humans. They're just going to they... hire a tall guy that's sort of big and paint him purple and pink. Well, <laughs> you're, the, you're the, a Prime Sentinel. the Prime Sentinels look closer than your average Sentinel, but not by a lot. They like, still look so more you... like what you think of as a Sentinel, just smaller. We just slap some armor and be like, that's, that's cheap enough. <laughs> so, I'm really hoping Football they don't pads. go and <laughs> To like uh, Terminator mode with this? Oh no! Yeah, no. I hope so too. Oh, they got that football robot on Fox, Cletus. Where, where, like, <laughs> you know, where? <laughs> I don't know what's funnier: the fact that I just got his name, or the fact that they could they could totally reuse the graphic they already have and just put it in X Men. <laughs> Sorry, I think we interrupted you, Andy. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just... I, I, 
back to the, the Terminator thing, I really hope that they don't make the Sentinels look human, but machines underneath and they're hunting. Because that's essentially, well, I mean, it is the plot of the first Terminator is the Terminators coming to get Sarah Connor and um, Reese or yeah. Reed. Reese? Reese. Reese. Except that they throw a teenager in the, into the mix, you know. Defeating powers. I just really hope that that's not what we're going to get, but it's that would be easier on the budget because they could just hire an actor instead of having CG. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like Fox has to know that they have to put some some sort of special effects budget in the show. If you're talking about a comic book related show, where there are other shows on television doing comic book special effects on a TV budget, like it, it can be done. They might yeah. not be able to use them every episode, but if you use them few and far between, and when you use them, you use them well, it could work. Yeah, but like Gotham doesn't have to do like you know superpowers all the time, and it kind of works. I does it though. <laughs> I like Gotham, so yeah, I think it does work. I mean, I was gonna say the examples: Agents of Shield with Ghost Rider and yeah, Quake, you know, things like that. They're able to do it on a TV budget. You know, not I'm not getting into whether or not Agents of Shield is good. I'm just simply saying Ghost Rider looked good. Flash so, is another one for me that comes to mind. I think they, granted, their special effects can be cheesy, but they do pretty damn well for a TV budget with CG characters that they've put in that show on numerous occasions. I think it would come down to too if they wanted to be like a ten minute, ten episode miniseries, a full twenty four. Like yeah, what the plan right. Is for it. Oh yeah, the budget goes down by the number of episodes. If they do it like a four or five episode thing, they can use a lot in each episode. I mean, really, the safe bet anymore is to do, like, ten episodes, see if it takes off, and if it does, go from there. Yeah. You know, I feel like traditional, I would hope that traditional TV seasons and models are going by the wayside, that you can do a full season in ten episodes and be done with that season. You don't have to do ten or thirteen, and then, oh, the show's good, so we got to order the back nine, and now you have a 22-episode season where half of those episodes are shit. Just cut yeah. the season order in half, and all your episodes will hopefully be good. See, like, about the new TV dynamic, I thought it was funny when I heard they ordered a pilot, because I was like, oh, I thought Fox got rid of pilots, because they did that a couple years ago. They got rid of ordering pilots and stuff, but they brought it back, because it didn't work out. Did they just go, like, straight to series with stuff? Yeah, they would just pick stuff, go straight to series, <laughs> instead of ordering a shit ton of pilots. But they got I a mean, new head of programming, so. No, figures, probably every couple years they got a new head of programming. Yeah. yeah. They can't keep shows. They cancel so much crap. I think it's got to be one of the networks that cancels the most stuff. Which is weird because they only got to fill two hours a night. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, they have, yeah, they I mean, have we news can look at 10 back o'clock. to Firefly. Yeah, and I'm still still bitter about Almost Human. Mm-hmm. That was a good fucking show. There's several. I mean, they, they've canceled several decent shows, and they've kept several crappy shows. The I only mean, one many... that, I, that they, they kept and let like, sort of go out on its own terms was Fringe. Okay. I didn't Fringe, watch that one. They 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 kept saying they knew what they did with Firefly. Like, you know, it's a genre show. The ratings are not well. They're not very good. But we're going to let this play out. And they kept renewing it. And they, it lasted five seasons. And they kept citing, like, oh, we know what we did with Firefly. We're going to let this play out because it's got a cult following or, a, you know, loyal fan base type of thing. And then they did Almost Human after that, which probably could have fallen under the same umbrella and they didn't even give it a first season. They canceled it after like six episodes or something. It was made by one of the guys that worked on Fringe, so go fucking figure. Yeah, I mean 
and how many seasons did like the Cleveland show get and Bob's yeah. Burgers and I mean they love their animation. Yeah, it's cheap. That's true. Yeah. Plus, <laughs> I think but, Cleveland show only got that much time because they had to keep Seth happy. I don't think that was anything else but like keeping Seth happy. That's probably fair too. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Uh, all right. So, do we think? I think I mentioned this before, but I don't know if we actually got an answer. Do we get? Do we think that they will have X Men character cameos in the show, or you think it'll just be made up people for the entire show? Well, they they actually talked about it. I think Singer did specifically. I'd have to check to see what it was, but they said if the show's successful, they might do some crossovers with the movie stuff. But if it's not, oh, okay. then they're going to keep it its own alternate universe. Ugh. Oh, so it, they could tie it into the continuity if the, if the first season does well. Yeah. So watch it, and you'll get your wish. Yeah, that's like him dropping a carrot, just dangling yeah, it. Yeah, stupid fucking half answer. I think it's just one of those things, though. You, if you want one of the real characters in the X-Men movies that have cameras and stuff, those people cost money, and they're busy. Oh, I'm not expecting, like, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine or Cyclops or anybody to show up, but, you know, one of the characters that either hasn't done been done in the movies before, or, or so someone that was in, like... X-Men, like an X-Men in general, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. You just want an X person, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's I little, mean, well, the other question I have is, given the state of the X Men movies, do we have a timeline on when this is taking place? Well, is that's this a thing. current era? Is this a '80s era, '90s era? What are we getting? Is there I'm anything sure. on that? I think it would be modern, just because that would be most relatable to audiences. But yeah, like I said, with how it would, like they said, they're gonna wait and see how it does before they bother trying to figure out how it ties in with the movies. So, so you watch the first season in present day. If the ratings do well, they're gonna time travel to the '80s where all these other X Men characters are and tie it to the continuity of Days of Future Past. Yeah, they'll have a whole arc called Days of Future Past Part yeah. One. Two. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if they were willing to commit to doing like the story of Hope and Cable, I would be all for that. But they're not yeah. gonna do that. Yeah. Like, that would be the story I would want if they were going to do a TV show, because there's a lot there to do that's unwritten in the comics that's just assumed. No, they're just going to do, like, a real safe, generic story about a runaway kid who's, like, dealing with growing up, being different from everyone else, and then it's going to have X-Men in front of it. That's it. So, is it... Speaking on those terms, is it also a possible tie into a future Runaways series? I th- I've I've heard the Runaways movie being tossed around like that might be something that's happening. Same with New Mutants. I keep hearing New Mutants is being tossed around as something they're talking about doing, which may be I, the I, next like unofficial X Men movie after like X-Force. like I think after Deadpool two. Yeah, X- yeah, X Force has been tossed around too, so they might be doing that. There's so many things up in the air. Fox doesn't have any fucking idea what they're doing. All we know yeah. is we're getting another Deadpool movie. Whether or not X Force, New Mutants, or Runaways ever happens or when they come out, but those are on the back burner for them. I've yeah. heard more about those three movies in the past couple of months than I have another proper X-Men sequel. So that goes to show you where Fox's head's at. Up its ass. Yep. Yeah. No clear plan. They're they're flying by the seat of their pants. They're making it up as they go. Kind of like DC. Uh, all right, anything else to add for the X-Men series, or we'll go to our two trailers we got to talk about? Oh, I had one thing. I think okay. Untitled X-Men is the only X-Men title that's not been used in the comic books. 
So that's going to be the, the tie-in comic book. I would love it if they fucking used it. Untitled <laughs> X-Men number one. <laughs> Five bucks. Because Marvel says fuck you. <laughs> uh, so going from X-Men television show, we're going to talk about an X-Men related movie, which is we got our second trailer for Logan, which we're assuming is Hugh Jackman's final appearance as Wolverine. Uh, so the movie has officially been rated R by the MPAA. It will be rated R for strong, brutal, strong, brutal violence and language throughout and for brief nudity. Ooh. Yeah, so we'll see whose butt we see later on. I'm hoping it's Patrick Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Uh, So we talked previously about the first trailer that came out. So what do you guys think of this new second trailer that came out? They really nailed the product placement right from the get-go. You wanted some Pringles? And a Pepsi. Don't fucking forget (laughs) it. They paid for that shit. (laughs) I thought that was real cool of them to get on that. I liked um I liked the fact that it made me think about old man Logan and how dope old man Logan is. But then it confused me because Patrick Stewart showed up and I was like, <laughs> "Wait, what fucking timeline is this? I don't know what fucking timeline this is anymore." Yeah, you're not the only one. I think with the Wolverine movies, they're just like, "Screw the others, we're doing our own thing. Our timeline's our own." Like Well, the thing is the director and Hugh Jackman, I think, both have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Because I think they've both been asked where this fits in the continuity. The director has said it takes place in 2029, which is five years after whenever Days of Future Past would have taken place. So this would have been, I'm guessing this means, this is the timeline where they saved, you know, they, they changed the Days of Future Past storyline. So the Sentinels and mutant slavery doesn't happen. So five years after that, would have happened. This is this is where they're at. Hugh Jackman has said he he doesn't even know how to describe it. I think his quote that I pulled, he said, "Not only is it a different, not only is it different in terms of timeline and tone, it's a slightly different universe. It's actually a different paradigm, and that will become clear." What the someone hell is that? that mean? Someone wrote that for him so he could say it and not get in trouble. <laughs> All that sound that that sounds like it contradicts what the director said. No, see, he's talking about a timeline. Is it like? Time's literally shifting around you as you watch it, as you try and comprehend this breathtaking <laughs> tale they're about to weave you. The first third of this movie takes place with the original trilogy we put out, and then the middle, well, we're going to kind of tie that into first class, but the last half of the movie we forgot what we were doing, and... Uh, we just reset it all with Days of Future Past. Yeah. So, good luck figuring out where this one fits in, folks. In Apocalypse, we retcon, so fuck you. <laughs> I'm hoping it's a Secret Wars 2 tie-in. <laughs> he just shows in, in the main, shows up in the mainline Marvel Universe as Old Man Logan. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, good lord. Well, timelines aside, I think, you know, the confirmation that the little girl is X-23, which is what everybody assumed... Yeah. Is, you know, like, okay, it's there, that's cool, we knew that was coming. You don't really get any other kind of spoilery stuff out of this. It's just kind of like, oh, look, X-23 is going to be badass like Logan is. Is that a reveal you would have liked to have saved for the movie? Like, com- like we all speculated it was that's who she was, but the confirmation of her just popping the claws. I mean... Is that something you want to see in the trailer? I- had they not shown the little girl on any of the trailers, I would have said yes. I would have liked to have waited for the movie. 
but this second trailer showing her pop the claws is not a surprise to me. It was kind of like, uh, yeah, who else was the little girl going to be? You know? Okay. Like. Did anybody else want that reveal for the movie? Are yeah, okay seeing it in the trailer? The same thing like Mike said. If it would have been like a hidden thing where like everyone, like you said, everyone's kind of knew it was coming. But like that claw pop's always so fucking satisfying. Yeah. You kind of want him to save it. Like right from when Kanye hits it though. It was like, perfect. <laughs> like, oh yeah, Kanye. Get it. <laughs> I think it's the first time we're ever going to compare the popping of the claws of a comic book character to Kanye dropping beats. <laughs> He's dropping bottles in the club, popping them claws, <laughs> popping them bottles. Gee shit. Like, oh my god, dude. I like the two F bombs in the trailer the most. I was real happy with that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, I, I mean, I'm still not sold on it. <laughs> like, I'm still not <laughs> sold on the inclusion of X-23 at that age and how they're going to explain it. Um, You think they're going to explain it? <laughs> correctly. I think they're um, just gonna be like, yo, he got a girl, let's roll. <laughs> Logan, why are you, like, fucking up constantly? Sorry, Professor X. Oh, shit, people need the girl. And that's it. That's the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Ian's ten-word summary. You should put that on the poster. That it could be an honest trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so, did we get confirmation that Patrick Stewart is not in Logan's head? I was going to bring that up, because I think when we talked about that the first time, that was a point you made, that you were thinking Patrick Stewart's not actually there, he's part of Logan's self-con- like, uh, subconscious? Yeah, but but at the very the very last snippet of the, the preview, or the trailer, um, it had him saying, like, she's eight, I'm fucking 90, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is that confirmation that Patrick Stewart is actually there, like... As see, Professor I, X I could see that going the other way, form. is that Patrick Stewart has never, like, Professor X has never talked like that in his entire life in any other movies. That sounds something like Logan would say. So if Professor X is in Logan's head, I could see the words of Logan coming out of Professor X's mouth. Like, you never see Professor X in the trailer converse with anyone else besides Logan. There's yeah. other characters? There are a few. Oh. At least one of them has a name. Yeah. Donald Pierce, he has a name. Like a, like an actor name, or is that his character name? That's the character. That's the character. He's a villain. The guy with the claw. That the, that the dead guy from the trailer, or is that I'm thinking of a different person? <laughs> <laughs> no, the guy with the sunglasses that like oh, takes off the sunglasses yeah, yeah. with the claw hand thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, does anybody else think that Professor X is dead or alive? I'm with Andy. Just a hallucination? Yeah. I feel like that's that's too good of a storyline for this. <laughs> like, like, honestly, I mean, like, that'd be really cool. And that'd be, like, so amazing to see that. Like, a, especially a bigger bunch of Hollywood thing. There's no fucking way they're pulling that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. Um, I, I, I agree with Ian. I think it's too good for them to put in a movie like this, especially an X-Men movie. But I want to see it so bad that I'm gonna say yes. That's the case. I think I think Professor X is not actually there. Okay. Well, that's the thing I've been wondering, like, like with the whole timeline thing, though, just because it seems like it's a post X Men movie. So I want to yeah. know, like, so he easily could be dead, and Logan's just tripping, 
and seeing yeah. him and shit. So I, so it could be there, but it's just it. That's too good of a fucking idea for them. Like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but just. All right, so let's spin it the other way. If if Professor X is actually alive in this movie, do you think he'll survive the movie? No. I I mean uh, I don't think Logan will so no. Oh, well, see I think part of this movie, as far as Logan goes at least, is going to be him getting his healing powers back because he obviously lost them at some point because he's scarred up. I think like, he still it, has them; they're just not working as well as they did. Right, but I like it, it Logan. I mean, yeah, okay. It, it, that's actually debatable. Um, but it like it doesn't really clarify that in any way. At least what I saw in the trailers as to whether they're gone or they're not working the way they should. I don't think that's mentioned. I don't know. I feel like a lot of those wounds that you see on his back from I think it was in the first trailer. I don't remember if it's in this trailer or not. Uh, you know, with that many wounds, I feel like he probably would have bled out and died if he didn't have a healing factor at all. But if he does, they just, they don't heal clean. They heal, it just leaves scars from it this time. Okay. Um, I guess we'll have to see on that. I think it could be a big part of the story. Um, you know, they, like, they took his powers away by when they experimented on him again to create X-23. Um... See, I don't because think they need to experiment on him again, though. Because Apocalypse... Right, but Apocalypse, you're led to believe they have his blood already. In the end credit uh, scene of Apocalypse, okay. they, they have a vial of Wolverine's blood. Yeah, but this okay. is a different timescale dimension shifting, Brian. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at the same time, we're also talking 30-some-odd years later. Right. Dino so, DNA know. degrades, so I think Wolverine DNA degrades. <laughs> Nonetheless, with Patrick Stewart um, making it out alive, uh, Professor X making it out alive, I think it could be how they maybe put a end so they can reboot the damn series. They're losing Wolverine, kill off Patrick Stewart, kill that off, and then say, all right, let's start again. Yeah. I, I think that's a point for which they can close out the X-Men saga they've tried to tell. Yeah. Would that end just, like, those X-Men, or are you talking even, like, all the Apocalypse, Days well, of Future Past, ending all of that, too? All of it, because they all with, tied it together. But we don't, I, I just, I'm confused if Logan ties in together with, like, Apocalypse that much and Days of Future Past. Like, are any of those characters going to show up in this? Or are they dead? No, I, I was going to say they're assumed to be dead. I mean, at least from what I understand, the, the way things look... It looks like some sort of apocalyptic future. For I think there was a line in the first trailer where Logan says something about the mutants, they're all gone. Which yeah. leads you to believe him and Professor X are some of the few that are left. So I don't know, you know, they probably won't explain what happened to everybody or where they went or what, you know, if they're all dead or whatnot. But that or it's the first 10 minutes. It's like not well, satisfying could, yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, some montages of everyone dying at one point. Or some file they open up and show you dead pictures of them. Yeah, that would be a lot more boring. Yeah, like Scott kill happen. them all. <laughs> Fucking Scott. Cyclops goes apeshit. 
Again. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I, I think I'm more with Andy. I think Professor X and Logan are going to bite into this one. I think with that would be a fitting end. I think I feel like for Hugh Jackman just to kill Wolverine. Like they're, I don't think they'd recast Wolverine if they if if they want to keep this continuity going somehow. Like if they want to keep it going with X twenty three, they're going to kill Wolverine, and she's going to take up the mantle. If they want to reboot. Then, you know, it doesn't matter if they kill him, then they'll recast as somebody else in the rebooted universe continuity, They want whatever they want to do. Do they have the actress um, playing X-23 in this signed on for multiple movies? That I don't know. They wouldn't necessarily need to because she's so young. I mean, she could be an older woman in the next appearance. It could take that's, place in a different that's, timeline. That's true. Yeah, point taken. Because I know, like, the the first class trilogy people like Jennifer Lawrence, James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, their 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 contracts are up. They've done the through three movies, they're done. Yeah. So if they want to get those three people back for another movie, they're going to be shelling out a lot of money. Yeah. And I don't know if Fox will do that for X-Men movies that are showing diminishing returns. Now if Logan makes a shit ton of money, I don't know whether that's going to they're going to interpret that as X-Men movies are viable again or if that means Wolverine movies are viable. Or Hugh Jackman's so, viable. Yeah. How did uh, how did um, X Men Origins Wolverine and the Wolverine do? Box office. Did uh, they make a lot of money on this? Not as good I, as Future Past. I feel like we're all going to be surprised how much X Men Origins made. Oh yeah, I'm sure that that movie they, was fucking terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was a joke, but it wasn't obvious that how bad it was going to be beforehand. No. That was that was like when things really took a nosedive. So, I looked up. Well, then again. Okay, so X-Men Origins Wolverine production budget 150 million. Domestic total gross 180 million. Yeah, but that's still not what's worldwide. Uh plus four. 373 million. Okay. Total or is that in that's addition total. to the 180. No, that, that's with domestic. Okay, so not very domestic good. Domestic was 184 and was 193. So that's not very good. So if I look up The Wolverine, uh, The Wolverine did domestic 132, 4 and 282. So it was 414 worldwide. So it did better than X Men Origins. Not as budget? good as Apocalypse. What was the budget? Uh, 120 million, so it's cheaper than X Men Origins too. So they lowered it and they made more money. So, yeah, Apocalypse did make more. Apocalypse, 543 million worldwide. Yeah, yeah. They had a bigger budget though. Yeah, they had to. I mean, well, not by that much. Well, it's 50 million more than the Wolverine had. So, although but, domestic though, it didn't even make its budget back domestic. 155 million domestic for X Men Apocalypse. Ouch. So yeah, they're they're X Men movies are are not doing as well as Fox wants to. Which I find it funny that the the franchise and property that they have doesn't seem to be making money, and yet they're putting it out all over the place. They're making another X Men movie. They're pushing forward on like X Force and possibly New Mutants and Runaways, and they're putting all these X Men TV shows on. Are you? Are they making another X Men movie or are uh, you talking Logan. about Logan? 
I mean, okay. part of me says, you know, like, what they really need to do is leave Deadpool as it was. That was just fine, obviously. Um, but take your whole X-Men universe, reboot it, do it right. Yeah, they and do. That That whole universe does need a reboot to, to yeah. fall in line with what comic book movies are doing now. Because when that first one was made, that was when comic book movies needed to be serious, like real world, grounded. You couldn't have fun comic book movies like the Marvel movies are doing now and get away with it because people would, I don't know, at that time thought it was cheesy or something. I don't know. Well, they wanted, you know, they didn't want to follow comic book uh, stories and lore the way they are in the book. They had to reinvent them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, how long has it been we've seen Wolverine in movies now? 20 years, give or take? I mean, 97, 98, 99, something like that was... The original X-Men was 2000. 2000? Okay, so 17 years we've seen Wolverine in movies. And we have not seen him in the brown and yellow or the blue and yellow once. We have not seen the actual Wolverine costume on a ca- on his character. Correct. We've seen a... There, there was a clip somewhere of it where it was like in a case... Supposedly, it's a deleted scene for the end of the Wolverine. Yeah, and it's like, can we just see that already? Like, do you think we'll get like, him in a costume just one time in this movie? No, <laughs> no, they're not going to do it, and I don't like that. They should. You don't think do they'd it. give us that one one shot just to satisfy the fans? I'm sure, it's in Jackman's contract that he won't wear it. <laughs> that he won't. <laughs> See, I always yeah. felt like they, they, for the, I guess for the character and the way they built it up in this universe is the fact that he was always against wearing the costume and the uniform and never really, he's usually just street clothes all the time. So yeah, I guess it wouldn't make as much sense to have him in a costume, but God damn it, I want to see that too. Yeah. I mean, and the reason for it is because they based the original movie off of the Ultimate X-Men comics as opposed to going towards... Like the original canon X Men comics, yeah, you know. So I don't know. It, it's just disappointing to me that seventeen years of X Men movies, and I don't think other than Beast, we've seen any of them in a costume that looks the way they do in the comics. Psylocke. Okay, that's one. She's the only one I think. Ah, uh, Bishop was close. Uh, yeah, a little bit. We, we we still never got the you know the red and yellow colossus. It, they just completely took a shit with Juggernaut. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Like Magneto, I guess they got a little closer as things went on, but still they didn't go full on red and purple. Yeah. They didn't comic book it up enough. <laughs> so. Uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up. In this trailer, we see Logan actually having a physical copy of an X-Men comic book in the movie. Does does anyone enjoy that reference? Is that a nice callback for you guys, or does that pull you out of the movie because it's like, oh, crap, they put an actual X-Men comic book in the movie? Is that too much of, like, a fourth wall breaking for you? I mean, they would make sense if there's these, like, really, like, powerful people out there doing, like, real cool shit. You would, like, create media about them. Yeah. Yeah, as far as an in-universe explanation, I actually kind of like that explanation for it. Especially the fact One that he's like, you know, off. most of it's not real. You know, like, yeah, they embellish it and shit. 
I like yeah. it when you acknowledge that, like, yeah, you would talk about these people. They're, like, really powerful and shit. I think it's funny they call them the X-Men. Like, it was... Oh, I guess Professor X sort of made a name for himself in the universe, too. To me. Yeah. Yeah. This is not really a secret. He's got super-powered mutants at his school. No, I mean, that school blows you up You mean the gifted youngster things didn't <laughs> fool anyone? <sighs> yeah, really. Uh, Andy, what do you think about the comic? You on board with that? Um, I'm going to reserve judgment. <laughs> I'm suspicious right now. If I'm going Did it pull to you like out of the trailer? It did. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Why is he reading an X-Men comic book? Is the comic book X-Men? maybe not real either? They just printed some pages for the movie? No, it's like Professor X. Like, it's not. It's all in his head. No comic book. <laughs> I mean, the comic book itself looked like an X-Men Classics issue. Um, Which is where you think they pull us out something on, like, Marvel Now? Like, oh, dude, get the digital download code. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're right. That would be a good plug, but Marvel doesn't (laughs) want them to do that at this point. Marvel's like, screw you. We're not giving you a digital now comic. That's true. Yeah, if it was a nice cross promotion with Marvel, it's like, well, if you check the trailer, the digital code is in there. You can redeem a free comic if you find the code. I bet there is one. I'm spreading that right now. Check it out, guys. It's in there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So anything else for the Logan trailer? I think that's all I got. You guys feel any better about the movie after seeing this trailer? Or are you still iffy? I'm iffy. I I think the trailers that I've seen kind of path me back towards X Men oh, Origins okay. more than it does the Wolverine, and I like the Wolverine much better than X Men Origins. So I'm suspicious. I'm, it's not going to keep me from okay. seeing it. Ian or I, would, I would say that I feel about the same based on this trailer as I did with the first one, which is hopeful. Which is, I kind of feel like, how I felt with every X-Men movie that's been coming out, including the Wolverine. And, you know, they're taking on the best Wolverine stories in the last two. Old Man Logan and the story of, you know, Mariko and Logan is an excellent story. So they're taking on the best stories, and I'm just hoping they don't screw it up with a fucking Iron Man Silver Samurai suit. Thing the way they did in the Wolverine. <laughs> uh, Ian, I wish they just do Old Man Logan, like straight up comic. Yeah, adaptation. shot for shot, shot <laughs> for yeah. shot remake. Give me that. I want I think... incest hawks everywhere, just fucking like crazy. Give me that shit. I, I, I want to see the Hulk eat Wolverine and Wolverine cut his way back out. Like, of the Hulk. That'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> but no, I get Patrick Stewart's ass. That's what I'm getting. <laughs> you hope it's his ass. <laughs> if he hangs full dong, I'll see it ten times. <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't be brief nudity. That would be straight up nudity. I feel like it would go like NC seventeen if it was like straight up paralyzed no, no, old see, man. You gotta be penetration like... for that. It's fine. <laughs> Ian would know. I'm all about these laws here. <laughs> Movie law, movie law. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I'm sort of with Mike. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hoping it doesn't let me down. I've been let down by X Men movies before, so I'm kind of, I guess, a little bit expecting this movie to let me down. But 
I, I do think the trailers look cool. I think I like the tone of it. I kind of like the Mad Max feel of it. I'm just hoping it sticks that way and doesn't try to do twists for the sake of twists. Yeah. What uh, a twist? But we'll see. I don't know. I'm assuming we'll probably get another trailer between now and then. I don't know if I'd watch it. I might just try to stay away from stuff from now on and just go into the movie as is. But and what are you going to talk about on the podcast? There'll be other trailers. Yeah. What um, what's March. the release date for it? Yeah, March, a couple months. March third, maybe. Seven third, something like that. Okay, so we have not even like thirty-one days. One month. Yeah, it's not long. So you think they're gonna drop another trailer then, Brian? I think you'd get a final trailer. Yeah, they usually do a final trailer. I wouldn't be surprised. We could even see one maybe. Well, I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know if they do one for the Super Bowl. Since they just did this one like three weeks ago or two weeks ago. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, part of me wouldn't watch it either just because if Dakin is in the movie, I don't want that spoiled. I don't want a confirmation of that. Because, like, the only hint at that we've got so far is the one scene in the first trailer where the, the claws match up. And that could or couldn't be taken. You're not sure. So I wouldn't want it confirmed if it is. Yeah, I'm hoping they keep some surprises for the movie. Oh, that's just another reason why if they do, especially commercials too, I'd probably stay away from the commercials. I feel like commercials spoil most more stuff than regular trailers do. So hopefully I can stay away and stay clean from all that stuff between now and March. Uh, but yeah. Anything else for, for Logan? We'll move on to the last trailer. Nothing? Alrighty. Uh, last trailer we got is for the Power Rangers movie. So Lionsgate released the second trailer for Power Rangers. Which, if you remember, I, I put it as my number 10 for the most anticipated for 2017 for me. Uh, we talked about this previously for the first trailer for this movie. I think I mentioned then how the trailer at the time didn't really show a lot of the stuff I was curious about. So I, we didn't see... Megazords, Zordon, Putties, Alpha 5, the Ranger suits in action, any of that stuff in that first trailer. We get all that in this trailer. And I think Mike and I talked to when this trailer hit, and he had mentioned to me that it showed all this stuff that I had wanted to save for the movie sort of when I see it. I wasn't sure how much of that I wanted to see initially going in. So I was a little hesitant to watch it first. My curiosity got the better of me, and I had to check it out. Uh, I thought they showed more than they should have. But I think what they did show, they did it in a way where they didn't really linger on it for too long. So I saw a lot of the stuff I was curious about, but not enough to really dwell on it. And it was enough that still kind of made me excited for the movie and wanting to see more. So I think that's a good sign. So I didn't know where, where do you guys stand on what we saw in this trailer? I really like that Kanye is getting a lot of play. I'm really <laughs> happy for him. I really like that yeah, it's he called made, Power made Rangers the, and they picked Power as the song for the trailer. Made the, Made the appearance for the Assassin's Creed trailer. He's getting in the Power Rangers trailer. He's really killing it this year. <laughs> I can't wait for him to run for president. <laughs> I didn't like the fact that like the Power Rangers are a bunch of screw-ups. I thought they'd all be like good kids. I didn't like that little thing. It's dark and gritty reboot. Yeah, and they're like in a cave. like You know what teenagers do in caves, you know? I don't want that. My Power Rangers? Yeah, they have bombs, evidently. That was something that flew out at me in the, in the trailer. <laughs> like, the kid flips a switch and blows up a, the, the side of the damn rock formation or whatever it is. And I'm thinking to myself, where'd they get the bombs? Where'd they get the explosives? That That's they why just he's did in detention. He makes bombs. 
<laughs> okay. That's why he's a screw-up, Mike. <laughs> okay. Bomb makers are screw-ups. He, he knows where to find debt cord. I got it. All right. <laughs> he's going to be the smart one. I'm happy for him. Yeah, that is the Billy character, right? <laughs> you mean the smart one or that kid specifically? I, th- I think like Billy's the smart one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, th- I wasn't sure. Yeah. I don't know if that kid's going to be the smart yeah. one. I'm hoping... Because if these other kids can do better shit than bombs, watch out, like, Rita, <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah, they don't need the superpowers, so if they can do better shit than that. Which got me weirded, too. I was like, if they have superpowers, why do they need, like, fucking power armor? Yeah, that's one thing that, that I talked about the last trailer that is still throwing me off on this one. They shouldn't be super strong without Well, and we suits. said, though, is it just the suits, or do they have to have those relics or stones or whatever they are? with them to have the powers. Yeah, I assumed it was like the power coin. Like, if they have the power coin in their pocket, suddenly they're a little bit stronger. A little bit? They look really strong. They were, like, jumping well, and breaking yeah. shit just by jumping. But, yeah. I mean, like, I think the suit emphasizes all that stuff even more. Like, maybe the power coin itself just gets them halfway there, and the suit puts them over the top. Then, I don't then know. just use the suit. You don't need the coin. They don't need to be doing this shit in school. They need to be going to class and being role models. <laughs> You look up to the Power Rangers all the time. Like, you didn't see them, like, breaking kids in karate in the original Power Rangers. They weren't wrecking shit when they were doing <laughs> karate. It was a good, clean match. That's true. Fair fights. <laughs> that was that was a lesson to be learned in Power Rangers. You know, it was all about the respect you had for your opponent, not, like, using fucking power coins to cheat. <laughs> That's what you get with the dark and gritty reboot, man. Teen angst. I think that's what it there. is, though. This movie, they're aiming for that, like, young adult audience, that more, like, teenager, that, you know, not the kids like it used to be, that teen audience, where they want to see themselves fucking shit up, but, like, not in a suit, because who can relate to wearing a suit like that? Where they want to see, <laughs> oh, I can get stronger, I can be special. They really want to emphasize that that's why they get the powers, but I think it takes away from the whole Power Rangers thing. Okay. Yeah, I mean... I also had issue with, like, the girl just, like, cutting her hair off, and that now she's a rebel because she snipped all her hair off, and it was like, oh, that, okay. She didn't go full Britney Spears on it, so. <laughs> she has to stay attractive. Otherwise, who would see yeah, this movie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's why they got exactly. high heels. Could... They're not doing this, like, to be rebels or doing this to look better. I forgot about the high heel thing with the with the uniforms. Yeah. It's hard that to tell something... when they're moving around like that, but you know they're Yeah, there. we pointed that out in the... With the productions, when they first released a photo of what the suits were going to look like, those Iron Man looking suits, mm-hmm. the two, the Pink Ranger and the Yellow Ranger have high heels on for their boots, not just regular shoes. Oh, that makes perfect sense for karate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, they're in a power suit, so, you know, their ass has to look right. So, you know. Yeah, you think that'd be like pre molded and stuff and not like fit, not couture, yeah. but, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Uh, Andy, you got anything to add for the trailer? Anything stuck out to you? Um, I I liked getting more of a look yeah. of Rita. Um, uh, I think she looks pretty cool so far. Uh, the um the gold big thing that the Megazord fights wasn't there a character that was like a gold dragon with wings Goldar. in the original he has golden armor yeah yeah i couldn't yeah. remember his name yeah 
but yeah, but it looked like a gigantic version of him. Yeah, I'm assuming that's Goldar. Did it not? Okay, because Goldar. Yeah, but was they would make him grow human size. Like wasn't they he? did all the other monsters. In that the happened at least yeah. once. Right. Right. And the putties are apparently just yeah. It looks like almost like she just calls them out of whatever material is around her. So if the concrete is around her, they become concrete. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I mean, when I saw that, I, I was thinking about the never-ending story in mm. the rock monster. So. Yeah, I could see that. You know, like that's what it reminded me of instantly. It was like, oh, taking me back. <laughs> Let's say the one thing I did like is like out of all the other stuff they're changing and stuff, they kept the Megazord looking like very like the classic Sentai look. Like it, it felt normal for Power Rangers. Yeah. It wasn't like yeah. new Iron Man suit, fucking super. It was like that was classic looking Megazord. It didn't. Like, it it didn't look like the Hulkbuster armor. Yeah, it was cleaner and polished, but it's still that classic Power Rangers look. Yeah. What do you guys think of? We get our first look as Brian Cranston's Zordon. What do you I think? Like that. What do you think of Zordon? He's not in the the big metal tube or glass uh, tube that we all expected. Yeah, but like now when he like talks, or if Kanye's playing a sick beat, he can like visualize it in his <laughs> new form. I was really hoping for more of that in the trailer. A little upset about it. I'm sure the smart kid's gonna like tune him so that when power hits, he goes with it. <laughs> I'm real excited for that scene. That whole thing reminds me of like those old that that fucking toy that was like the the pins that you could like put your face in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It totally looks like that to me. Maybe they're bringing that back and Power Rangers. <laughs> they're gonna sell it right alongside all your movie tickets. You too can be Zordon with this pin thing that you can stick your face into. Like they kind of got a bunch of those sitting in a warehouse. Like <laughs> slap a Power Ranger sticker somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Just make it the size of your face, because back then they were a little bit too small. You give it to some mom to throw in a Facebook video, and everyone's talking about it? It's like the Chewbacca <laughs> mask? You're good to go. We're selling out. I think you stumbled onto a billion-dollar idea right there, Ian. Call me up, Zach. You could you could be the Chewbacca mom of pin face things. <laughs> pin face. <laughs> I'm sure it has a I'll be pin face. <laughs> we'll confuse you with Hellraiser for a little while. It'll be fine. I could do a crossover. <laughs> uh, Andy, do you have anything for for Zordon? Um, he sounded cool. I, I visually, I, I, <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna I modernize know. him, it, I think it, that's it the look you go with, it. something like that. Yeah. Uh, what about Alpha Five? We had our first look at Alpha Five in the. He looks fucking dumb. Like he looked fucking yeah, retarded. I don't like that design. The fuck was up with that shit? I seriously thought he was broke when he showed up. I was like, oh fuck, they gotta fix him now. <laughs> it looks like his eyeballs are like flying out of his head. Exactly. He looks fucking dumb. I don't know what what was wrong with the original design. Like why they just didn't just put somebody in a suit like that from the show and just be done with it. <laughs> like they could have just repainted R2 D2 and everyone was like, yeah, it's cool. You're good. Yeah, really. Yeah. Throw some googly eyes on it or something. No, of course the googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the difference. It's just R2-D2 painted like gold and black with googly eyes. Alpha 5. Oh, it gets so hard right now. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, i got to call my sponsor. I'm going to get you that for Christmas. <laughs> googly eyed R2-D2. 
Um, was there anything else that stuck out to you guys for the trailer? I'm happy they're gonna fuck finally. I've been waiting for that out of all my Power Ranger watching for them to fuck. Uh, for who to fuck? I wanted two of the Rangers. I don't know which two yet, but two of them are. You <laughs> can tell from the trailer. This is getting hot in there. They're teens with problems. And they get a solve right. by having sex. And, and they got superpowers, so they can go to all the good sex spots. <laughs> <laughs> Just use those power coins and teleport somewhere. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I mean, I it, to me, the thing that sticks out is they're saving at least one thing for the movie. At least one thing when you actually see it. Which is? At no point do we hear them say it's morphin' time. Yeah, it's not it's in the trailer. They say it's, it they is? say it's time to morph. I yeah, it was when they said it's morphin' time. I feel like you're gonna get the actual it's morphin' time, but it's gonna be more like tongue in cheek. Like one of them looks at the other, like it's morphin' time. Yeah, then they go to... fuck. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'll have to rewatch it and see. If it's actually said that way in the trailer, because I didn't notice it. Yeah, I'm but... trying to like see if I can skim through it too, because I felt like it was somewhere near the end or the middle. It's like after the Zords are like doing shit, I think. Because the name of the trailer is "It's Morphin Time." Oh, okay. Yeah. Well... Yeah, they do say it. Yeah, minute forty-seven. All right, hold on. I gotta now. I have to do it again. Check your levels. Right. Cue it up. <laughs> It's right after Kanye says, oh, power. <laughs> I really like so that song. If you know song how the Kanye's song goes, you know exactly when the, the Morphin Time should happen. Every time power is used in a trailer, they only use the, oh, power parts. They don't <laughs> use like, any other fucking parts of the song. They just want that beat. They just want no, that yeah, same beat. Same thing when it was in Saints Row. Like, oh, power. Hey. <laughs> oh, power. That's it. That's the only part. <laughs> <laughs> they should totally use you to dub over some of these trailers. Yeah. Why get Kanye when you could use Ian? Yeah, doing like, Kanye. Not even a tenth of the price to talk to him about doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you could be back your way through that, right? I'm thinking about. It. I remember he was getting a million in 2006 to perform for some girl's Sweet Sixteen. Did he do it? But yeah, they paid him a million dollars. <laughs> And it was like 2006 or something, so it's not like he was like Kanye yet. <laughs> okay, so having caught that there, it's so what still else not have the, they saved in this movie that they haven't done yet? <laughs> it's still not the satisfying. It's morphin time. Like it's not the satisfying. The team. It's morphin time. You know, like it's not. Do you think we'll get like the the title sequences of like them like Mastodon and like doing all the stuff with the <laughs> with the morpher, like the TV show? That would be awesome. I just, <laughs> like, I feel like they, they just have stop to, the right? movie like, and they're just like, Mastodon! Like, that's how they morph, right? They have to do that. <laughs> they can't just say it's morphin' time and then the suits come on them. Well, I, I assume that they, like, say it's morphin' time, then they, like, walk to the suit place. <laughs> it's like a jump cut to the suit place. <laughs> they slide down a pole, but All when right, they get to the bottom, the suit's on them. <laughs> I just can't see them, like, in a real movie. Like, is there really based on how modernized they're going for they're not going for like that real classic sense I feel so I don't think we're getting like real transformation sequences with the suits so much where that's gonna cheese out like that 
think that appeals. See, that would be disappointing to yeah, me. Yeah, but like I said, I think this is for those young adults that didn't really grow up with Power Rangers. That's who the movie's for. So you have to educate them that they need to do the whole morphing sequence no, these, to be able to get their suits these on. These kids are a bunch of screw-ups that don't even know how to morph. <laughs> I think maybe they are saving that to maybe poke fun of it. So you think they'll do the it's morphing time and somebody looks at one of the other ones and is like, really? That's your phrase you're using? Yeah, or, or like, it's more of a time, and he'll go, like, Mastodon, and the other ones will be like, what the fuck, dude? And then I would be just fine with like that. Normally. <laughs> they will say the F-bomb or telling them that's but, how they got a morph, and they're just like, <laughs> fuck that shit. Like, fuck you and your dumbass face yeah. robot. Morphed. Yeah, it's like, morphed. they're like, you know what, you don't actually have to shout the name of the dinosaur that you were using, just put the morpher out, and you're fine. Oh, or it's a like a real heavy dialogue yeah. in our modern education system, and they don't know the names of the dinosaurs. <laughs> Such Elvin. a screw if they never ah, graduated 5th grade Mammoth <laughs> The dominant really one <laughs> The one with the small arms <laughs> I don't know even, even after all this I'm still excited for this movie <laughs> I might be the only one but I'm excited Like I'm gonna see it Cause like it's Power Rangers But I'm not like gonna think I'm gonna walk out of there And be like oh fuck yeah I'm so happy They did a Power Rangers movie <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would have been much happier to have seen this movie when I was 12 or 13 years old. You know, like, think about it, if we were kids and they did a movie like this. They did. It was called the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> no, no, you know, yeah, I... I... Alright. You know what I meant. Come on. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, like, I did see that movie. I loved that movie when I was a kid. You can't yeah, watch it now because it's cheesy as fuck, but back then it was the greatest thing ever. That's what I'm saying. What if they gave it this treatment back then? Like That'd have been too much budget. I would have oh god. <laughs> I would have hated it. <laughs> like, why aren't the suits fucking latex? Fuck. Uh, yeah, you know, if they did this after like basing it off the television show that we all grew up with, it would look so different that I don't know if I'd even be able to connect the dots that like this is supposed to be the same thing. Yeah, it's true. And then as a kid back then, you'd have been like, well, shit, now the television show looks fucking horrible. Yeah, you watch the movie and you're like, I can't go back to the show yeah. now. <laughs> Throw the toys at your parents like, put on a fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Done with this shit. I just grew up ten ages just from watching this adult type movie. Uh, alright, so anything else for Power Rangers? Because I think that's it for us. Is it just me, or does it give off an air of the Max Steel trailer? I didn't get that at all. Really? That Max Steel trailer just stank up to high heaven. Just so bad. But I don't, again, I I don't know. I'm excited for this one, so I didn't get that that sense of, like, this is going to be shit. You think, like I did from the Max Steel trailer. Do you think there'll be any reference to like the still airing Power Rangers? I don't even know what Power Rangers they're on. Ninja now. Steel, twenty fourth season. <laughs> wow. Maybe then I don't know. There's only I one mean, white would, guy now. You would think they want you to watch the TV show after this, right? So maybe <laughs> they they put some kind of sort of tie in there, like just have a Ninja Steel, whatever that is, just around. Yeah, sure. Why They're Japanese. They'll, they'll they'll throw in some mind control shit that makes you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just we'll come out of it like, uh, I gotta go watch some fucking Power Rangers TV. 
I don't know why. It's like if we if we walk out of this wanting to watch the nineteen ninety three or whatever movie, we know something happened wrong. You know, like they didn't they didn't make the Power Rangers do drug tests back in the nineties, you know? That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Like these are bad kids that are not role models and they shouldn't be doing this to them. I want some kids that are just good at karate. They're like helping out younger kids down at the rec center, learn karate. Teenagers with attitude, Ian. Yeah, but, res- the but respectful to their elders. <laughs> and obey all laws. It's in the fine print. It's in the fine they're print vitamins. for a Power Ranger. They're fucking Flintstone vitamins, Hulk Hogan's on in the background, <laughs> just rocking out because it's classic 90s Hulk. He's not <laughs> yeah. a bad guy yet. He's a real American. <laughs> <laughs> Still waiting for those people, Ian. We'll see if they... Maybe there'll be extras in the background. Maybe that'll be Bulk and Skull. We'll see if we can pick the out good any guys. of the current Power Rangers if they were in this. <laughs> Some of them will just be hanging out in the background. If after you see this, I'm like, oh, dude, did you see, like, right before they became Power Rangers, they were talking to that kid in the hallway. He's one of the current Power Rangers. Would you have <laughs> any idea? No. 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 You could say it, and I wouldn't question you. I'd just be like, yeah, you could be lying, and then I wouldn't know, so... Do it and see if somebody believes you. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna yell it out. Oh shit! It's the Blue Ranger. It's <laughs> I hope you're sitting next to some ten year old kid. He's like, no, it's not. I hope he corrects me. I hope I get well actually during Power Rangers by a ten year old. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear about your movie going experience with this movie. It's gonna be a train wreck for someone. <laughs> Uh, Alright, so I think that's where we'll wrap this one up. Uh, If you have enjoyed the show, please stop by iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and review. Also, be sure to share, subscribe, and favorite the show, wherever you find yourself listening to this at. Uh, You can also find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Superfriends, or you can just search Superfriends, and the page will come up. Uh, You can leave us a comment there, like us, love us, all that good stuff. On behalf of Andy, Ian, Mike, and myself... Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you all next time. Right, guys, check out my new podcast, whitespiderliquid.com. No, no, this why week, would you bring We're that talking, oh, uh, Power Rangers fucking, whitespiderliquid.com. <laughs>